you know, you go on websites and you just, you can see what's selling the most and see what people are scooping up. And then you know what you can paint, what you love, and you can like get inspired from that. And that works. Welcome to the Passionate Painter Podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Italia Carlson. Whether your art is a full-time career or your side gig, if you are passionate about creating art, this podcast is for you. Don't worry about taking notes. I'll do that for you. And you can find them at passionatepainterpodcast.com. Welcome back to my interview in progress with American painter Lisa Daly Kangas. Please note there's a point in the interview that I jump off mic and quickly grab something to show Lisa in our Zoom call. For those of you listening in audio-only format, it's a framed photo of two paper checks I received in the mail. You'll understand the rest when you hear it. The full video of this interview can be seen on the show notes page for either episode at passionatepainterpodcast.com. And if you haven't yet listened to part one, you might want to go back and listen to that first. To hear Lisa's bio, learn about her origin as an artist, how she began selling her work, her social media strategy, and advice on art fairs. It's available now at passionatepainterpodcast.com slash episode 92. And don't forget, when you sign up for my email list, between now and March 26th, 2023, you'll automatically be entered for a chance to win my complete masterclass, The Portrait Code, for free, with tons of great content including modules on design, composition, anatomy, perspective, color theory, mixing skin tones, a full portrait demonstration, and so much more, including seven lessons on building your confidence as an artist. Just go to the sidebar to enter at passionatepainterpodcast.com. So when you show at the fairs, do you tailor the work that you bring to that locale? So for me, every show I go to, if I'm going to Art on the Rocks in Marquette, I'm going to drive to Marquette and I'm going to take the most amazing photos I can find myself of the water, of the waves, of a church. They have a really pretty um, red lighthouse. And there was a little couple on the beach and it was like, perfect. I painted it. I took it there. I sold it. I sold all of them. Every time I go somewhere, I research where I'm going. I try to either take the photos myself or ask people, you know, have you ever been there? Do you have any awesome pictures? Or I try to create art for the location and 99% of the time they all sell. I mean, I, I think they always sell. I went to Chicago. So I, painted the Chicago skyline three different ways. One with glitter, one with abstract, just a couple colors, and one, love Chris Farley, he's from Chicago, kind of, you've seen it at the house. I have. Uh, that one did not sell, <laughs> but the other three did I right think you're away. glad that you still have that one, though. That one's really cool. I love it. It's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. Now you're too attached I, to sell that one. So that's... That's, you know, something that I do for how much time do you give yourself ahead of time to make the pieces and how many do you bring ish? I have Whitefish Bay in Milwaukee coming up this summer and I have four months to do four paintings 
I'm going to, I, I already have the plan and I know what I'm going to paint. I just need to paint it now. I need to whip it out. I love that. Thank you. Most artists either paint boats yeah, or they paint abstract. You know, me, I'm kind of like, I got a little bit of everything going on. That was so one of my questions. Of, and that's not the rule. That's not like what you're supposed to do. That's a Lisa do. rule. It is because I'm just personally so out there and so like I love everything. I can't just paint one thing. I can't do it. I, you know, maybe one day I will, but I don't think so. I don't think so. What so did you, you ask me? <laughs> so you paint, you choose your subjects based on what you're interested in. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's great because that's very freeing, actually, because. I talk to artists and even myself, I'll, I'll self-censor sometimes and go, well, I love to paint pigs or whatever it is that just I'm interested in. And mm -hmm. I'll say, but I'm doing this over here because I think that's what the market wants. And, and that's no, no, no. You follow the passion, even if it's eclectic, unless you're with a gallery, that's different, but you can still paint what you love on the they side. They really want you to be galleries and all the rules that you read about Right. Doing being an art, they really want you to be organized and um, one, you one, know, one subject or one not not exactly a subject, but you know everything should like I've done like eight paintings of Burano, Italy. Yeah, because they're so beautiful, they're so colorful. You know, when COVID hit, I just wanted something bright and happy for people to put in their houses where you could decorate any color you want and. I just did so many of those because I just couldn't stop because I loved it so much. That's very, I don't even know if cohesive is the right word, <laughs> but that's what they want you to do, you know? Yes. But then I'm like, okay, that's enough of that now. Now let's do some multicolored animals with some glitter. And okay, now I just did a bunch of that. Now let's like waves. I love the whole wave and the motion and water is just, you know, when you're, when you're by the water, your soul is just, it's just like, I don't, I just love it so much. And when it's on the wall, it's just a vibe that just feels right. And mostly I paint stuff that I want in my house on my wall, you know? And that's yeah. another thing we talked about. Like wherever I go, if it's Hobby Lobby or Kirkland's or Pier 1 is gone, but you, I go and you go right to the art. And I just kind of see what's going on and see what's, what's, what they're selling and what's hot. And, you know, you go on websites and you just, you can see what's selling the most and see what people are scooping up. And then, you know, what you can paint, what you love, and you can like get inspired from that. And that works. That's how you can research what's, you know, popular right now. So you're not stuck in whatever you're doing. Great advice. Yeah. Thank you for that. So mm -hmm. let's talk about where you have the best success selling your work online and how you do it so well. Okay. So I talked about it a little bit before about Facebook, just constantly painting on Facebook. I've sold paintings while I was live painting them before I finished it. People, really? yes. People, music artists are making music on their computers and becoming billionaires. You know, you can do anything at home now if you have a computer. 
or a phone with a camera and Facebook. And, you know, so many people despise Facebook. It is my everything in the art world. I have, you know, without, I've, I've created myself and all this for, through Facebook. I do Instagram as well. Um, I don't, I don't have many followers on Instagram. I'm not savvy with it. If you're savvy with this, you need to take advantage of it. If you're not, you're missing out with the music you can play and the videos you can make and just posting your art. I get messages all the time, all the time. Can you paint this? Could you do this as a gift? You know, it's constant. People don't even, we don't talk on the phone anymore. <laughs> I don't talk. To, there's people I've, I don't even know what they look like. I've never, I mean, maybe if I Facebook them and I mean, I've talked to people, got an email, sent them a painting. I've, I've never met the people. It's just, you just do it and you just keep doing it. And you just got to get yourself out there. Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure TikTok would be amazeballs if I got into it. But again, it's another time suck and I don't have time and I have to learn it. And, you know, eventually maybe I'll do the TikTok thing. My friend's daughter tried to set me up a TikTok and I just... I just couldn't, I just can't do it right now. I know I need to but, get there too. Well, and I think, I think a lot of people get stuck on the whole do it live because there's so much pressure in their mind to do these things live. So I think it's okay. Well, I'm declaring it okay to record yourself and you don't have to be live. And then if you like the results, because how many times have I, sh I'm very introverted. So I'd rather be the interviewer than be the center of the interview you know mm -hmm. it's just my personality it takes more energy for me to be the presenter and the center of the attention but i can't tell you how many times i've shied away from just turning that camera on and then four hours later i'm like oh i'm happy with this i wish i would have recorded the process always so always record your stuff and with your iphone now they have i don't know about any other phone but you can what is it? A time you speed up time. Yes. So you can paint for seven hours and then, you know, speed it up and make it like a half hour Bob Ross time. And how fun is that to watch someone paint a whole painting? And, and I would, I would watch you. I would watch you so hard. <laughs> I would love to watch you. Cause I can't, I, I mean, I can paint faces, oh but God. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm trying to t learn it right now. I'm trying to figure it out. Well, and you'll see it um, in my course. And I do that. I speed up the videos. I don't speed them up like that. You're going to see, you're going to see everything you need to see, but you don't have to watch paint dry watching. I mean, that portrait in the course that I use in this example, you know, it took probably at least 20 hours to paint that portrait. It's not 20 hours of video because I show what I think is vital. And I also do a voiceover because I don't like instruction where the person is teaching and they're painting at the same time in this type of format, in a video format, because they're thinking while they're painting and there's a lot of dead air. So in that particular venue, I speed up the video as necessary to key in on what you're learning and it's paced to an audio voiceover that will give you content so that if you're watching, you're learning. So I, I agree with you. You can adapt. You don't have to always be live. You can speed up your videos, especially if it's on social media. And it's Take for that. Take a picture. 
when you start stop frame i always well i used to do a picture of the drawing yeah then a picture of the, and then another every couple yes. hours take i pic- still do post that. it post it that's fun yeah the people that like what you're doing will follow you and enjoy you and tell people and then they and it's just now is the time for an artist with this whole i've never been in a gallery i don't feel like you know my gallery is online <laughs> you know you can see everything on facebook or instagram or you know or your website i have my website i do i my website i don't know about my website i haven't had much action on my website that will come We've talked about that. That will that yeah. will come too. I think you have to build it into your process. But I do have a question about the way that you sell like crazy through online venues when you do. I know a lot of it. I think what filters out probably my questions about scammers is that you're on social media. But I've had problems with the usual scammers that might come along and say, "Hey, I see you're selling." in this shopping cart situation, can we just go to email? You know, that's a red flag right there. If they want to jump out of a pre-set up platform and get you to the side and start talking to you on text or email, you can't get any solid answers from them. You can't get them on the phone. So you definitely need to be careful. Yeah. Oh yeah. I did a whole episode on it. This guy just kept going and going and I just made a whole, I'm like, keep talking, baby. And it was funny, but how do you avoid the fraudsters so far i pretty much know who is trying to contact me but like i said there's people i've never met but like i know their friend from their friend and i know that it's it's all good does that make sense like yeah you um, can trace them basically right and and if you do have a weird feeling always trust that and Get the money up front. Yes. You know, and so many people are like, can I pay you now? And I, I always just say, you can pay me when I'm done. But if I didn't feel good about it or I was nervous about it, I would definitely say, yes, I need you to pay me up front. And that needs to be done through an electronic system. So many people will try to scam you by saying, well, I need to send you a check. Well, that's one thing. And, and y'all can go back to episode 51, I think it is, on scammers. And I'll put the link. But specifically, the person that was trying to scam me, I have, hold on, let me show you this. So this is pretty funny. I have this framed in my studio. And people look at it and they go, oh, is that the first, you know, paintings you sold? And I'm like, no, this was the first scammer that tried to rip me off. And they were saying, I'll send you a check. I'll send you a check. And I'm like, yeah, this guy's not going to send. By now, I was like recording everything they were doing, turning it into an episode. And I'm laughing, you know, at my husband about this. And lo and behold, a check shows up in the mail. And I didn't put it in the bank. I did some research. I called the bank that issued the document. And we talked about the logos on the check and the numbers on the check. And they were like, yeah, we lost track of those years ago. So they were like, do not cash that. And I went back and forth with this fraudster and I was trying to keep them talking because I was turning it into this episode and it was very, very (laughs) interesting and very funny. But believe it or not, after all of this, and they, I accused them of trying to scam me. I basically was like, the gig's up. 
I've reported you. Stop contacting me. They sent me check number two, same check number. <laughs> they just had, I guess, a pad of all these checks with the same check number. And they thought somehow if they resent it to me, I would try to cash it. It's the exact same check number. It's hysterical. So it's scary. It's That's very scary. scary. It's scary. You got to be on your game. You got to be paying attention. You can't get too excited. Can't get excited. You got to do the work and pay attention and don't get, don't get too excited and jump in and get it done. And then you're out. You know, the people that, that prey on artists are counting on that excitement of you going, oh my gosh, I sold something that first sale or just the interest that they're generating in your work. And you think that you have a real interested buyer that says, I've got an anniversary coming up. I don't care what it costs. Just give me your price. You know, I'll send mm -hmm. you the money. That's nice. Here's my PayPal link, right? Or, you know, go through Venmo or whoever you're going through. But if somehow you end up with some kind of check or not direct deposit transaction where you're waiting for it to clear, you don't only want to wait for that money to clear, but you want to wait like 10 days after it clears. Because if it's fraud, the bank is going to advance you that money. And 10 days later, when that check turns up to be fraudulent, the bank's going to come back to you and say, hey, Lisa, where's my money? And you're going to have to pay yeah. that back. So if you go spend right. it, the bank's going to come after you. And guess who's going to be accused of fraud? Not Mr. Mystery. You're going to get accused <laughs> of trying to rip off the bank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So these things are very important. Mm -hmm. It's really important to just keep your wits about you and stay measured and don't jump and go, oh my gosh, yeah, that's fine. You know, this is not your best mm -hmm. friend. You do not actually know who this person is. Chances are they're hiding their identity. This person started out saying they were in one state and then they started talking about their uncle and then somebody died and there was a funeral in another state and then there was a niece involved. And by the time we were done, there were like five states in play and I couldn't actually even tell you who died. I think it was the uncle. I don't know why they couldn't pay me, but there was this whole carousel of circumstances that was fascinating. So these are all red flags. Many guests talk about, I want to, I want to tip on something before we wrap up the difficulty of having, you know, we're talking about making connections over social media of having friends and family ask them for discounts. So oh, yeah. you and I've talked about your unique way of avoiding this problem. And I would love for you to talk about it. So when I started wanting to sell my art and you know, I was a lunch lady for eight years. It was awesome. And I started getting asked to do paintings. And so that started working out for me. So I'm, I needed to get back in the game and get my skills brushed up. So I just started painting all my friends and family, 16 by 20s, 18 by 24s, just little gifts that I thought they might like, you know, my aunt loves swans or flowers and then my uncle and mom and dad and my friends. I'm like, here's a little, you know, here's a mermaid. I thought you'd like it. And, you know, and then pretty much gave it away. And it was really good practice for me. It up to my skills. Here's your freebie from here on out, you know, I'm going to start doing this full time. So if you're interested in anything else, you know, 
so that's kind of what I did. I still give discounts to family. <laughs> and I still know, do sometimes too. As long as it's your times idea. And, mm-hmm, that's my rule. As long yeah. as it's your idea. Nobody can tell you not to give a discount to your friends and family. But if people right. are harassing you and expecting it, that's different because then they are disrespecting your boundaries. The more I've done this, the more I now I'm full time. Now I need the money. I don't have another job. So I can't discount. You know, I can't. I I I just can't. So did you tell them when you gave them the gift? Did you verbalize anything like saying after this one, if you want another yeah. one, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Here's your freebie. What I Love like to guys. do, especially if I give a discount or a gift to family, I will say to them, if somebody asks you about this painting or asks you about the price, don't tell them a solid price because, you know, in five years, if somebody asks, that price may change. It's probably going to be higher. But I will say you can give them a range and I will tell them what the range would be if they had paid full price for that and say, you know, you can tell them all, it was all a- the time. I've, yeah. I've said the same thing. Yeah. And it sends the message to them as well that, you know, this is quite a gift. My brother, I have one brother, Michael Daly. He's always like, hey, sis, friends and family discount, right? I'd love this with this. And, you know, and I'm just like, I always joke. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can do that for like eight grand. You know, I just joke. I don't. That's how I answer now. Like, sure, eight grand or sure, 10,000. But he stopped asking. Yeah, he, you know, it's at least all for good. a few it's minutes. All, it's all good. I want to thank you for taking the time to come on and share your story and your journey. I mean, you've just got this momentum going and your success as a full-time artist is inspiring. It's clear that you're not only moving in the right direction, but I think you're rapidly accelerating and you're growing as an artist. And that I think is largely due to the insatiable curiosity. So thank you so much. And I would love for you to wrap us up with your best advice for our listeners for becoming that artist that just, it doesn't happen overnight. We know that, but they seem to explode onto the scene and just be everywhere. For me, I, when I wanted to start, I told you I was a lunch lady and I, people were asking for things and I wanted to paint myself just to get back into it and feel it out. I didn't have anywhere to paint. And so I started painting in my kitchen. So when you get that vibe or when you're, when I had our son Tyler, you can't, I can't paint and raise a child and be like, I have to paint, I have to focus. So once he was able to make his own sandwiches and wipe his own butt, that's when I started painting in my kitchen and I didn't stop. And I made a mess and it was annoying and it, and, it, and it got in the way. But you know what? It got me going. It got me excited. It got me excited. So if you have nowhere to do it, make room. If it's on the floor in your living room, do it. Just do it. Don't, don't, ex- don't make excuses. You can paint anywhere. You can paint in your garage. My husband, he supports everything I do. You got to have support. <laughs> you need support. He, you know, that's how I'm able to do it full time as well. You know, he, it's double income. It's hard. I think that's hugely hard for artists. 
that's why they call a starving artist, right? Because it's so hard to make money and support yourself in the beginning. You know, in the beginning, it's, it's a rough, it's very rough, but you have to keep doing it. It's a world for artists right now. Like I said, online, use it. Don't be afraid to get out there. I see young people doing it all the time. Even from our high school here, digital art, she's posting her art all the time. I love it. I love looking at that stuff. It's so fun. It's people enjoy it. It's, it's enjoyable. Don't think that, you know, people aren't going to like me or, oh, I feel like the less you say, the more you post your art, the better. Just be a good person. Your art always will get better. It will get better. The more you do it, the better you get. True story. Peace, love, and art. This wraps up my interview with artist Lisa Daly Kangas. I hope you find it as inspiring and helpful as I did. And don't forget, when you sign up for my email list, between now and March 26th, 2023, you'll automatically be entered for a chance to win my complete masterclass, The Portrait Code, for free, with tons of great content, including modules on design, composition, anatomy, perspective, color theory, mixing skin tones, a full portrait demonstration, and so much more, including seven lessons on building your confidence as an artist. Just go to the sidebar to enter at passionatepainterpodcast.com. Until next time, go make something.